in so many apartments, doctor's apartments, jobs that I have lost due to the buses. And they said this year was supposed to be a totally different change. I don't see what a change is at. April Williams is fed up. She says Katz is full of lies, offering nothing more than empty promises. We have to sit out here and wait a long periodically time. The buses are nasty. The buses are filthy. The buses is not new. Welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen, a.k.a. Nivia. Oh, how to bleach down <laughs> Listen. So, I'm headed to the laundry. That used to be my shit, okay? And I don't want to hear nothing out of Robin or Sean just because they could not recognize the genius of Nivia. <laughs> that goddamn laundromat was the shit. She was, I listened to, well, I listened to that until I got tired of listening to R. Kelly. And then I watched the I know, video right? for uh, Don't Mess With My Man. And she is the queen of Don't using some low-budget videos. <laughs> <laughs> that one your, was like at a car shop. <laughs> your affinity for low-budget is <laughs> why I love you. <laughs> yes. Nivia was... I had a love for Nivea. I really did. I still do. I still do. I mean, I like she's 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 amazing. (laughs) So, Doya, what's been going on with you this week, and what are you drinking? Um, what has been going on with me this week? What I do? Oh, Thanksgiving. (laughs) That's what happened. Oh, so (laughs) I went home for Thanksgiving. Um, I realized that I cannot live in Starful full time because I got shit to do but eat. <laughs> and so that's what I did, and I ate, and I gained five pounds, and now we gotta uh, return them back to Cinder. <laughs> return to Cinder. I'm gonna start saying that now. <laughs> I did stop by mugshots, but I had a burger apart from my my normal burger because I always get the peanut butter burger. So this time I had a Thanksgiving um, describe- burger. Describe the peanut butter burger. I've never had. Do you know I've actually never had a burger from Mugshots? I've only gotten salads from there. Isn't that weird? Why the fuck? <laughs> I don't. Because every time I go, I'm with other people. I've never gone to Mugshots on my own. I'm with people oh, who want to go. Yeah. And I'm never in the mood for a burger at the time. Isn't that weird? Mm. <laughs> like, so tell me about the peanut butter burger. So literally, it's just like bread and peanut butter. I think I used to get crunchy and then meat. So it's like that savory it's Swedish. peanut butter on meat? Yeah, it's delicious. I know it sounds weird, but once you try it, then you're like, oh, I see what you're talking about. <laughs> First of all, I don't like crunchy. I don't like chunky peanut butter. I don't usually, except for in that burger. <laughs> it's weird. Okay, so you finna make me go to mugshot <laughs> and get this damn crunchy, chunky peanut butter burger. <laughs> It is my favorite. So this time around, I went with something else and I was disappointed. I should have just went with what I need. So you got the Thanksgiving burger. Yeah. And what's on that? It was like um, turkey and cranberry sauce. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's, It's good. It wasn't. I've had other configurations of it, which is a lot simpler, because that one had, like, 
lettuce and pickles and tomato. It's just like a lot happening with the turkey burger. It's like sliding out of my buns. So, um, <laughs> I yeah, I didn't really care for that one. I was like, I should have just went with what I was going to go with. And then on my way out, of course, I stopped by Strange Brew. <laughs> yes, yes. And got my Strange Brew of the Drunk Squirrel. That's my favorite right now. And then even then, I was like, ooh, let me get a keto scone because it'll have less carbs. And it was disgusting. I was like, life is too short for scones you don't want. <laughs> um, yes, it is. <laughs> I was like, I should have just yes, went with the blueberry <laughs> like I usually do. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. My mind still cannot wrap around this peanut butter on meat. That's it. It's just, <laughs> sometimes it's just for the anointed. Like, <laughs> I don't really try to, like, push it on people because people are like, ew, that's gross. And I'm like, it's good, but I'm not about to fight you over this burger. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, t- I'm tempted to try it because I, see, I like salty and sweet. Yeah. But I'm actually not a fan of savory and sweet, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I don't like, like, my candy yams have to be in a separate little bowl. It can't be on the plate with everything else, because I don't want to run the risk of my candy yams touching anything else. Because <laughs> I can't, I can't have the, the, the savory and sweet. I don't, but I'm going to, I I can't, I'm, I have to try it now. Like, I have to. <laughs> Speaking of candy yams, so usually we get our food like catered from Kroger, and they didn't have any sweet potato stuff this year. Let me tell you, they had broccoli casserole, and nobody touched it. (laughs) Like, Like, I was leaving Saturday. Broccoli casserole? Yeah, I was leaving Saturday, and it was still untouched. I was like, they should have had sweet potato casserole and called it a day. <laughs> it is so funny that you said that because Granny was trying to get my mama to make a broccoli casserole for me. And I was like, <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> and she said, well, you like broccoli? Yeah, I like broccoli. Like, there aren't too many casseroles I like, period. I'm not a casserole person. I don't care for a lot of stuff thrown together in one pan unless Mm -hmm. i do it (laughs) so i'm like i don't really care for that thankfully i talked mama out well i didn't have to talk her out of it she didn't want to do it no way so when i called her it's like uh i don't want that (laughs) (laughs) i had never heard of broccoli casserole and now i'm hearing it everywhere it's like broccoli and cheese maybe some rice it was unnecessary they should have just had sweet potato casserole and called it a day Oh, I can't believe they didn't do like candy yams. Like that's ridiculous. That's a Thanksgiving staple. No, no, I'm specific. Sweet potato casserole. <laughs> I don't want candy oh, yams. You... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, that's my mind went to candy yams. I, um, yeah. <laughs> I realized that's a thing. Like my boyfriend was talking about making sweet potatoes. Like, oh yeah, how do you make it? And then it just sounded like candy yams, and I was like, I don't want yeah. sweet potato chunks. I want casserole <laughs> sweet potato <Yes>. casserole <laughs> i do not like sweet potato casserole <laughs> my oh my well he's married now but my cousin's ex-girlfriend once brought a sweet potato casserole to i think it was christmas dinner and everybody just looked at it 
<laughs> With all those marshmallows on top? Yeah, that's how I want it. <laughs> Everybody just kind of looked at it like, where the candy in? And then Granny is very adamant that you know, because I call it all sweet potatoes or whatever, but she's mm-hmm. like, no, this is a yam. Yeah. This is a sweet potato. And I'm like, girl, get over it. I just want some candy yams. I'll get what you I'll get what you used to make them with. <laughs> but they do taste different when people make the candy yams with sweet potatoes. Like it does taste different. Yeah. I just feel the like the texture the texture isn't the same. Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't know. They're just candy yams are too sweet. Sweet potato yeah, casserole is a little bit less sweet than it is. Candy yams are sweet. They're syrupy sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So what are you drinking tonight? Or so, or do you have more of the homecoming trip? No. That's pretty much it. I ate, I ate too much. I ate so much stuffing and canned cranberry sauce. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Joy contacted y'all and said, hey, everybody, let's make a meme about only wanting canned cranberry sauce. To, to, to attack Chris for trying to bring some culture to the table. Just bring the can to the table. <laughs> Listen, Granny made sure she told me several times. <laughs> I got the cans, so you ain't got to worry about no cranberry sauce. I got the cans. That's what I'm, I'm talking like, about, I, Granny. I'm like, Granny, I heard you two days ago <laughs> when you said it. Like my my people always think I'm gonna try to sneak something up on them. That shit is high. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be exploring with y'all anymore. Yeah. Even though like I think I'd be willing to try a recipe with alcohol, but even so, I just want the the can. <laughs> Anyways. Uh so as for what I'm drinking, unlike the Millennium Tour, I am drinking Whiskey with a little fizz. <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> yeah, so oh. whiskey and sprite. Um, it literally a little fizz. I was like, this whiskey and sprite is really dark. <laughs> it was like you really, you really just gave it like a splash. Right. <laughs> but more than the Millennium Tour has. So. <laughs> Well, um, I had a great time with family, um, and I love my family, and I made two chess pies. Mm. One came out glorious, the other came out, out, <laughs> and, and I was like, I'm, I'm glad I brought, Granny was like, no, bring both of them to the house, because we went to her house first before, mm. well, I went to her house first before going to my uncle's. And she was like, oh, this is fine. It just needs to be, um, it's not done cooking. And then my aunt started talking about making, ch- because I was like, listen, I'm definitely granny's child because I didn't told y'all before, my granny can cook anything and make it taste good. She cannot bake. <laughs> but my <laughs> aunt, who is the baker in the family, was like, oh yeah, that happens with me sometimes. And she's saying, you know what I do? I just get a spoon and just eat it with a spoon because it's it, that just happens sometimes with, chest pies you know so i try i have a cousin who's doing you mentioned the keto i have a cousin who's doing keto so i tried to make her a keto lemon pound cake 
so, you know, she can participate in desserts. (sighs) (laughs) It tastes awful. Yeah. Like, (laughs) that damn, that artificial sweetener stuff is just awful. It's awful. (laughs) And it was so, oh, y'all, even though the recipe calls for almond powder, uh, almond powder, almond flour, it was still really moist. Oh, it was so moist. It just tastes like a mouthful of saccharin. It just tastes like, (laughs) ah, ah! Which sweetener did you use? Um... I don't want to lie. I have to look at it and tell you. Okay. <laughs> it was what the recipe called for. Um, Probably a stevia. Stevia. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to think of the name brand that I bought, but it's it's a stevia. Yeah, stevias are hit or miss when it comes to taste. And it was just like, <laughs> first of all, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be on one of those. If you or your loved one has mesothelioma, <laughs> because when you put the powder, I mean, it's like powder. And yeah. when you turn on the mixer, it was just powder. And it was going up my nose. And I was like, this can't be good. <laughs> it, was just like, it was awful. But the chest pies turned out good. Um, eventually one came out great. And then the other one eventually caught up. Um, and that's that. We had a good time. We played, um, Taboo this year. Mm. I think this is our first year playing Taboo. <laughs> we normally play charades or Pictionary. We played Taboo. It was so funny, y'all. My granny is so competitive and she was so mad because she was like, all the old people on my team. And we we literally just split the room in half. Yeah. She's like, this is not fair. All the, Mind you, she's the oldest. She's like, all these old people on my team. <laughs> <laughs> I and have, we did win. <laughs> I have, like, PTSD from, like, playing Taboo with my line sisters because they're so damn competitive. <laughs> That's why I <laughs> I mean, we were out to, like... At first, we were really... <laughs> you know how... <laughs> you know how in football, like, when your team is winning by, like, a gajillion points and you start putting the C line in? <laughs> right. <laughs> We started letting the little kids go on out. <laughs> we started letting the little kids go because it was like that. Speaking anyway. of, sorry, speaking of football games, I almost died like six times in the last two minutes of listen, our football game. <laughs> listen. I was already like hype. We were in the middle. So we were playing Taboo. The game was on in the background. It was it was brutal. It was hot in the house. It was brutal. It was brutal. Yeah. But alas, we prevailed. We, we and then like part of me like at the beginning when we started to win, I was like, damn it, we gonna win this game and Moorhead's gonna keep his job. Yep, that's what <laughs> I thought. I also too. didn't want to lose against all this, so that's what I thought too. Um are, are they replacing their coach? I don't know. I think I saw something, but it may have not been real. You, you know how Twitter is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tonight, I am drinking a wonderful Merlot. <laughs> I am drinking a box wine Merlot. It is black box. 
This is actually my first time trying black box. I usually, now listen, y'all, I love box wine. Anybody that knows me know I love box wine. I usually buy the Boda box. That's my fave. That um, but say what now? See, yeah, that one's pretty good. The the black box? Both of them. Oh, oh so you've <laughs> had black box before. Yeah. This is my first time trying black box, and I really like it. And it was slightly cheaper than the Boda box. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> good Merlot on a budget. <laughs> All right. Mm. So, we're going to, uh, yes. this week we're going to talk about TV. Because uh, <laughs> that's what I've been doing with my life for the past week. Um, so, first of all, The Good Place is coming towards the end. And this past episode, I'm I so watched, far behind, but I don't care if you talk about it. I don't care. Yeah, it was just so cute. It was like basically a progression of cheating, like from baby to like whatever point in time the show was. It was so cute. And I was like, I just. I love their love. Like, <laughs> if a white Am woman had to have that... Chidi, it was gonna be Kristen <laughs> Bell. That's it. That's all. <laughs> Am I the only one that finds Chidi hot? <laughs> he is like sweet. He's attractive in an endearing way to me. <laughs> I think he's hot. <laughs> His body. I think he's hot. <laughs> But yeah, so it was just a really cute episode. It gave me all the warm fuzzies. Um Aww. but yeah, it's definitely on its way to the end. Um <laughs> and then I finally started secession. <laughs> Yay! And tell me you love Roman because I love him. I I love him. Good. I just wanna put him in my pocket. And I get a catching names to start. So which one is Roman? Roman is the brother that's crazy as shit. Not the one who's on like all the cocaine. Is which one's the brother that's kind of running stuff to start? No, that's 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 Kendall. Kendall. So I am kind of into the sexual tension between Kendall and the Asian guy. (laughs) Yeah, that is something that Doyen picked up on. (laughs) I am like, when what? Maybe what not like tension? maybe not sexual, but I'm just saying that like if I was in middle school watching this and I had the time, I would definitely write a fanfic about the two of them, <laughs> and they would be shipped together. <laughs> I am determined to scour the edges of the interwebs to find the fanfic that I know Dorian has written out there. I'm determined. I know she did in the early days of Tumblr. I know she did. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, there's like Hamilton Jefferson fan fiction where they're shipped together. <laughs> and it's so what? cute. It's on Tumblr. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> I have not been on Tumblr since they took away porn. <laughs> uh, Just trying to keep, keep the website alive. So they keep emailing me like, where you at, girl? <laughs> I'm like, no way you at. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess, um, I mean, it's not outright sexual tension, but I think their tension is cute and adorable. <laughs> are you still on season one or have you made it to season two yet? No, I'm season one. Um, well, I'm going to ruin something for you because it was ruined for me. <laughs> so, Sean, um, friend of the pot watches as well and we talk about it after every episode and she was like Shiv is 
Ivanka Trump. And now I can't unsee it. <laughs> and you'll see it more in the second season. Yeah. But it really upset me because I love Shiv. And now it's like, fuck, she is Ivanka. Like, fuck. <laughs> she, she really is Ivanka. And I love Shiv. Shiv's like, the sister? She's the sister. Yeah, I guess, well, because I'm like right where the dad died. So I'm not okay. that far into it. So she hasn't okay. been that prominent. Apart from just being She there. plays a bigger role the second season. Gotcha. But I loved her from the beginning. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy you're watching Secession. And then, of course, I'm watching Dollface. I just love the show. It's really cute. Um, <laughs> yeah. I tried to watch Miss Fletcher on HBO. Because usually <laughs> I love, like, shows about middle-aged white women who don't know what they're doing. But I haven't gotten into it. <laughs> I actually... Uh, just discovered that it was a thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I went to um, look to see what comes on. Like, I, w- I have the app HBO. Mm-hmm. The HBO Now. Yeah. So I don't subscribe through my cable provider. Mm-hmm. But I do go to my TV guide just mm-hmm. to kind of see, you know, what's on HBO. So I do watch um His Dark Material. Wait, no. Well, I do watch His Dark Materials, but that wasn't what I was looking for. Oh, I was looking for what comes on after Watchmen. And that's when I saw it, and I was like, oh, so I'm going to get around to watching it eventually. I'm just now discovering it. I don't remember which show I was watching, but the weird white woman with the weird top lip from Working Moms was on the show, and I was like, how the hell did you get here? (laughs) How did you find me on another show? (laughs) I'm going to say that was probably his dark materials, although I've never seen Working Mom. Oh. I didn't watch his dark materials. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I don't, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I will let you know when I find the show again. But basically, her top lip is really weird where, like, the middle is really thin, but then on the sides of her top lip, it, like, bulges around her teeth. It's really weird. I feel like we <laughs> talked about this before, and now I can't remember who it is. The, that description of that lip, I feel yeah. like we've talked about it before, but oh, I yeah. can't. I regularly talk about her lips, so <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember who she is. Yeah, but um, I've just been watching the same old thing. Y'all be sure to you know hop in on Watchmen. Love it, love it, love it. It is getting great. Um, I really wish Doyen would watch The Mandalorian, but I know that sci-fi and fantasy isn't her thing. Her name, but is I'm saying Kate Foster. I'd have, let me let me Google. I need to see her picture. Okay. But also, like, little baby Yoda is enough reason to watch The Mandalorian, Doyen. Oh, it sorry. Just is. Her real name is Catherine Reitman. But, yes. <laughs> She's not blackish. That's where I saw her on. <laughs> She's a random employee know. at, like, Anthony's job. <laughs> I don't know how to spell that last name. Kate Wood? I'll Catherine Wood. Right. I'll send it to you. Anyways. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Baby Yoda is cute, but I actually have not signed up for Disney Plus yet, so. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, TV's been good. TV's been, yeah. I've just been watching. I still haven't started this new season of Peaky Blinders. I also haven't started um, this new season of The Crown. And I don't know what I'm waiting on. I, 
I love both <laughs> those shows. I don't know what I'm waiting on, but I haven't started. So eventually I will. Right. Oh yeah, I don't know this woman. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but yes, her lips do do something funny. Yeah. Anyway, so we can move along to our current events. <laughs> this is Oh wait. Way- what? Wait a minute. Sean just texted me and said if Tyler Perry <laughs> if Tyler Perry offered me a million dollars to be in one of his plays, would I do it? Hell yeah. Right. <laughs> Hell yeah. I texted her back, Hell yeah. And she's like she she can't do it and she's and she's not coming to see me. Listen, Listen, I have student loans, and until those student loans are paid okay. off, I have a price. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. If I'm on stage singing, take me to the king, because now I have AIDS, y'all better be in the front row <laughs> with roses, okay? <laughs> Shit. Like, I would even... No, I'm not even going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> what were you about to say? Say it, because okay. we need to know now. I won't go to a Trump rally, but I will Mm-mm. be photographed with a Blacks for Trump sign for my student loans being paid off. <laughs> um, I too. <laughs> and then I'm going to deny it like a bitch. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to deny it. I'm going to take the picture with the Blacks for Trump sign, get my money, and honestly, right. I feel like most Black people, if I let them in on it. the scam, first of all, they're not going to see it. Second of all, if I let them in on the scam, they're going to be like, girl, do what you got. Because that old girl that tricked them, make America great people to pay her college tuition. <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> yes. Okay. I just feel well, like my family would understand. Okay, so it's weird. I'm looking at this article, but the date of the article says May 1st, 2018, which is way back then <laughs> compared to the story now. But um, Amarian announced on <laughs> Lil Fizz's birthday that he will be headlining the Millennium Tour in 2020 without B2K. Uh, there's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> that tour is flat there is no fizz uh, uh, in addition to Bow Wow there's also going to be the Yin Yang Twins um, the newcomers I don't remember hey, mama, how you doing let me whisper in your ear Soldier Boy like which me. means I'm fucking going <laughs> you <laughs> I cannot fucking wait <laughs> listen so I guess it just Speaks on how old I am. I do not remember this Omarion Bow Wow collab. I yeah, I don't, I don't either. And I was oh okay okay okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you know I I definitely remember Yin Yang Twins because when the Whisper song came out, my friend and I and yes, I was groaning in my career and I think I told this story. My friend and I stole her mom's Cadillac and wrecked it that night because we were dancing to the Whisper song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, her mom just bought the car that day. Like, she oh. just bought the car that day. We oh. stole it and went to Classics, girl. <laughs> <sighs> Woo! Anyway. Poor life decision. <laughs> 
mean, I feel like I remember, you know, Pretty Ricky in their prime, and I used to love me some Sammy and Lloyd and, you know, all these other people, but I just don't remember this collab that they're talking either, about. But... Yeah. Well, but I know who I'm won't excited. be there. <laughs> oh, he's going to be there beside me <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> And the cheap seats. <laughs> oh boy, I hope she worth it. <laughs> she's at this point she's costing you coin. <laughs> and you know what? I'm so glad that his other bandmates, like even though mm-hmm. they feel away, I'm glad they're not mad yeah. at Omarion. You know? It's funny that like I saw a picture of J Book and it was like if innocent bystander was a person. <laughs> over there minding his business because it's true and Razby yeah. was like hey that's my boy you know speaking of omarion was like you know hey <laughs> it is what it is <laughs> i just think that shit is funny fizz you've ruined it for everybody um i hope that she's the one I mean, at least. At the very fucking least. (laughs) And of course, y'all know, y'all know I have a thing for Joe Budden. He was like, nah, it ain't even Fia's birthday no more. (laughs) It's a Mario day. (laughs) It's like, God, just like, everybody's been talking about how unbothered Omarion was. And it's like, yeah, I'm unbothered because I can make some real moves. I ain't got to talk shit. Right, and it's not like, like, Omarion is the only one that's had a fellow. Right! So it's like, hey, that's a better thing. And then when I thought about it, though, it's like, honestly, couldn't he still have done B2K without Fizz? I mean, really? That's incredible. I mean, because what kind of, what kind of harmonies (laughs) will Fizz provide? Exactly. That's why I'm saying he could have. He could listen. Listen. People fall out. I'm just saying that. Like (laughs) everything without little fizz would have been nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure that the song. I mean, unless little fizz had an airtight um contract contract in the word I'm looking for, but whatever. I'm pretty sure those songs belong to B2K, so they could have still done them and just played his part. Uh, you know, the DJ just played his part. <laughs> and Marion is David Ruffin. Okay. <laughs> Lil Fizz okay. is Otis. I'm about to see you, Otis. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> like, Omarion literally has an icebox. Where his heart used to be, okay? He don't give a shit about the rest. He was like, I will punish the many just to get to the few. <laughs> he meant that shit. Maybe he's gonna slide like, I hope he slide like, you know, Bug and Fizz like, tw- not Fizz. Raz. Bug yeah. and Raz be like yeah. $20. Listen, listen. <laughs> a Chick-fil-A gift card. Something. Whatever. <laughs> just like slide him Give him a little piece of the merch. I don't know. I don't know. At least let them get backstage passes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let them, uh, you know, be on the tour bus. And then, and then uh, Joe Budden was like, and then Lil Fizz gonna have to babysit them kids while they on tour. Son. Yo, son. What's up? What? You're not my dad. You also hear something. Ugly ass fucking. 
<laughs> so Hunter Biden, I don't know if he is just like a Trump operative or he's just like a whole ass fuck up. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but Hunter uh, was suspected of smoking crack in D.C. strip club VIP room. I want to um, listen. Iterate. He was smoking crack. <laughs> crack. <laughs> not no white man's drug. Crack. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, I did not know that white people casually smoked crack until the episode of Girls where Shosh accidentally smoked crack. And Gemma was like, I'm going to be your crack spirit guide. I had no idea that white people like casually smoked crack. Yeah, I always thought like cocaine was their like casual. Right. Like, <laughs> Gateway I'm not drug. surprised when we hear that people sort cocaine because it's like right. oh, no, I've done a little cocaine, but you know, I mean, <laughs> we do not endorse drugs on poor life decisions. Well, that's barely legal in some states. <laughs> <laughs> but when you think crack, I think of like crack houses and like right, you know, crack. You know, Halle Berry <laughs> with that wig, like. <laughs> Right, like, but to be fair, like I've known some people who used to be crackheads, and they're like upstanding citizens of society now. So maybe crack is like a good bounce back drug <laughs> that we just don't know about. I don't want to smoke crack. <laughs> so I was also looking at this like sidebar. It was like more on Hunter Biden. I want to read these like titles. Hunter Biden's lawyers want to pull out of his paternity case. Hunter Biden hoping to keep finances under wraps in child support case. Strippers allegedly used sex toy on Hunter Biden at NYC's Hustler Club. Hunter Biden's baby mama was stripper at club he frequented. <laughs> I'm like, Hunter, calm down. Your dad's trying to be president. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, it's just funny. I think it was hilarious that, like, one of the owners was like, there was a smell of burning styrofoam in the VIP room. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't even know what crack smelled like. <laughs> but I guess that's it. <laughs> I do not know what what crack smells like. And I imagine it smells like burning styrofoam, though. I don't even think I smelled burning styrofoam, but it just seems like something that would happen. It's like, I don't think I've ever smelled burning styrofoam either, but like, I feel like I know what that smells like. And it smells right. like crack. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. He, um, had to get it together, maybe. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. He's a fucking He mess. is. He is. Yeah. <laughs> and so like I said, sometimes I feel like Hunter is like, Hunter, what the fuck are you doing? And then sometimes it's like <laughs> this boy is wilding out. And then sometimes I'm like, I am so jealous. Right. <laughs> Man. To wild out on white yeah. money. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> ah, <a> dream. <laughs> Anyways. Uh in addition to other fucking messes. <laughs> Future and uh, Lori Harvey had their, I guess, probate <laughs> on <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> so, 
So apparently they've been like on again, off again, and Future like posted a picture of her was like flawless tap for details which i was like what's the call to action for <laughs> like <laughs> we know what Lori looks like why we got a tap for right. details unless he's just <laughs> i mean i don't know <laughs> i don't know i'm like after like seven to nine women i feel like maybe you should have like you know i don't know been more smooth with it i don't know but um <laughs> it's weird because like Steve Harvey was like, don't bring that man around my house. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you... Why? But he was okay with her exactly. dating Diddy. And I was like... <laughs> but Diddy has money. I mean... <laughs> the future has a lot of baby mamas that he gives money to. <laughs> Somebody on Twitter said she ain't read her daddy books. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, at this point, I stand, okay? I stand, Lori, because somehow she has found a way to date all these niggas in and out. And, like, I don't know. Because normally, you know, you you know, you know how the culture is. Everybody be so quick to call mm. a girl a hoe or a girl this and girl that. And it's like, Lori is still able to move in and out, and ain't nobody saying shit. And I love it. Maybe she maybe she did. Maybe she did. Maybe she did. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it's just the, um, the glories of being fine with the figure eight waste. The glories of having money. Okay. Girl. <laughs> Get it while you still have a fast metabolism because <laughs> you get older. Child. Um, so Kid Rock, um we already know that Kid Rock's like a straight up racist. But I think he wants to die, <laughs> actually. <laughs> like, at this point, like I feel like he has a death wish. But um, so he went on a rant about Oprah saying, Fuck Oprah and I'm like, Do you want to <laughs> Do you want the Bloods and the Crips <laughs> <laughs> to, you know, come, come join together, together to kill you? <laughs> to get Kid Rock. <laughs> right. Oprah is like our, like, Obama. Like, like how are you going to, like, just, you just going to come for Oprah and you think we're not going to come My for you? My biggest thing with Kid Rock is that he has a black child. <laughs> And he still does this kind of bullshit. And it just, I can't, which I mean, actually his child is probably an adult by now. But still, it's like. Madonna has a black child and she calls him nigger, so. (laughs) Black child's not going to make you. have been made. (laughs) As I sip my Merlot. So. This is a really nice really, Merlot. It just seems like... It's nice and soft. <laughs> I mean, like... God. This is nice. Get y'all some box wine. Uh, <laughs> so, in general, I feel like it stays fresher longer than... It does. But anyways, um, in general, I just feel like K-Rock hates women. And I don't know why. I agree with <laughs> you. Like, he, like, he's always coming for women. And I'm like, listen, just... Shh. Just go back to picture days. I like the song picture. Listen, <laughs> like, <laughs> I've been fueling up on cocaine and whiskey. 
<laughs> that is my shit, Dorian. I don't know how you do. I saw your picture today. Because <laughs> we grew up in I'm the same so place. <laughs> that was my shit. But now, he keeps giving his opinions, and I'm like, shh. Be quiet. Sometimes picture. I want to be like, who hurt yeah. you, kid? Who hurt you? Damn. Clearly Damn. a woman. Um, so, I don't know. I guess in my mind, they killed Rosario off of Will and Grace, like, the recent, yeah. like, play of it. And then she just passed recently, so she was 83 years old. And I was like, oh, Lord. Like, I love you, Rosario. Listen, She's shady I cannot shit. tell you how it warmed my heart to see that you had already put this on the show notes because I definitely had it saved to put onto the show notes because I love Rosario. And I was really upset when she didn't come back to the reboot of the show, but she had said in an interview that, you know, you know what? I'm older. I've retired. And that was when I realized I, I did not know that she was as old as she was. It wasn't until then that she was like, you know what? I've retired and I'm just enjoying this time with my family. And, you know, and so you have to respect that. But I love Rosario. Yeah. I love Rosario. Just in general, like the show in general. So I think I was watching from the beginning. Mm It started in 99 and she's like, I'm 30. And I'm like, I'm 30. (laughs) (laughs) Now. Watching it, so this is weird. <laughs> so, like, even like on the show, you can tell that they've all aged. Like, of course, they've tried their best with Botox, but you can listen, tell that they're older. <laughs> listen, ja- to me, to me, of the cast members, mm-hmm. I think Jack has aged the worst. He yeah. was probably the youngest. <laughs> uh, at least to me, it looks like he may have been the youngest during original taping. But to me, he's aged the worst. Mm-hmm. Like, and and I will say, yeah. uh, Grace or Deborah Messing has probably aged the best. Her and Karen are right there together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, just love and light to Rosario. She was <laughs> America's she maid. Really <laughs> we loved she her. Really was. Oh. <laughs> so. In addition, there was a very confusing thing that happened on social media about Wednesday. So Trump decided to post his head photoshopped on this boxer's body. And we're like, why? And then he didn't even put any words to explain why he did it. And I was like, well, why are you doing it? And the funny thing about this article is that like two two presidents tweet the day before Thanksgiving. Obama said, you know, before arguing with friends or family around the Thanksgiving table, take a look at the science behind arguing better, uh, and it'll never hurt to try this. Listen to people, get them to think about their own experience, and highlight your common humanity. And then Trump posts this fucking picture. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> I just, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. First of all, even in his prime, Trump ain't never been fine. So I don't know why you think you can put right. your head on Rocky Balboa. Like, never. never. <laughs> Somebody else did. You're right, because he does not know how to do anything it. like that. That's really weird. Right. 
it was really weird. I don't know what was happening there. <laughs> um, update. Uh, I cannot tell y'all in enough ways. Fuck ice. <laughs> fuck like, ice. Just fuck them from their head to their toes. Just fuck them. Um, so, um, there was a New Orleans hotel right. collapse. And there was a construction worker that was actually injured in that <coughs> hotel collapse. And these motherfuckers went and deported him. And I was like, 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 how are y'all so awful? <laughs> like, how? Just because y'all, yeah. <laughs> It just makes it, so it was just like so the guy um and his name has just slipped my mind. Um Palma is his last name. Wait, no. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he actually made complaints to his supervisor about the situation of the construction site. Like, his leveler was like, it's not level, this building is tilting, da-da-da-da-da, things aren't going right, something needs to be done, and then we all remember when the collapse happened, and he was one of the ones that was injured, mm-hmm. and he was mm-hmm. going to move forward with the lawsuit. He was speaking out about the fact that, you know, I tried to tell them something was wrong, and now, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. he gets deported. Now, I'm just like... And they tried to bring up the fact that, well, he was supposed to be deported a long time ago, and apparently he applied for, I don't know, something that'll allow him to stay here longer. I don't know the technical term. And it was denied. Mm-hmm. And they just keep naming all these times that it was denied, but it was like, well, y'all couldn't get him before then. And then I think that sheds a different right. light, too, on the fact that... So why was he employed if y'all were so hell-bent on deporting him in the first place? It's because mm-hmm. you don't value right. these people as people that are good enough to do the jobs that you don't want to do because it's cheap labor. Mm-hmm. They're good enough to do what you don't want to do. They're good enough to do what you don't want to pay somebody else to do. But just because right. he expresses his humanity now you gotta send him back I I'm just disgusted right. by it disgusted yeah um yeah all these people who especially specifically Republicans who are big about immigration mm-hmm. never want to prosecute the people who right. are hiring never these people that you know they're undocumented that's, be- that's because those are never. their friends <laughs> Right. But alas. Um, I just hope the best yes. for him yes. and his family because his wife is still here. Uh, and, you know, fuck Republicans. That's right. <laughs> um, so, Rosa, in, in a brighter note, Rosa Parks is getting her own statue in Montgomery, mm-hmm. Alabama. It's weird to say it like that because she's like, not here. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Uh, so they're building a statue for her, which is super exciting. Um, um, they're building, uh, well, it's unveiled Sunday as part of Alabama's second official Rosa Parks Day. And, you know, it's just super exciting to see that, um, 
Montgomery is starting to turn around some of their legacy. I know a lot of times people are outside of the South and they don't, you know, they expect the South to be exactly like they learned about in the 1960s. So it's good to show that we're outwardly trying to progress somehow. Um, Can I be shady for two seconds? Okay. (laughs) 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 Why does this statue look like she cockeyed and it's like her glasses are all askew. <laughs> like, like her glasses are all wopsided. I'm just like, you remember, you remember when they did <laughs> when they unveiled the Martin Luther King statue and it looks like an Asian face. <laughs> Even like Beyonce Woo! and her like, you know. Madame Tussauds. It took them a couple oh tries God. to get it right. I just... But, you know, we gotta take what we can get. I mean, we really <laughs> do. And it's like, it's like you said, you feel like, finally, Montgomery, finally. But then, also, it's like, mm-hmm. fuck you, Alabama, because you really don't give a shit. So, it's like, I don't know. Right. I'm glad... Some, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Sometimes I feel like I'm glad y'all at least pretending. And then sometimes I feel like fuck y'all so anyway i am happy for rosa parks rosa parks family and that Mm -hmm. you know they're at least doing the right thing in memorializing her in this way the the city of montgomery is doing the right thing yeah one day we'll talk about the politicizing that situation but anyways but i was like Um, like why do glasses look like they wopsided I feel like glasses back in that day weren't as you know like, what, you know, right and tight. Because <laughs> <laughs> you see, there's only a string on one side, so of course it's valid. Crack head. But anyways, um, and last up for our current events, I did want to like just make a note about Gabrielle Union. Um, the story keeps changing, but she was fired from America's Got Talent because. You know, as we all know, Gabrielle Union is not going to be quiet when it comes to issues of race and right. treatment of black women. So there's a few issues that have occurred. Um, part of it was like I believe they were saying that her hair was too wild because she wore yes. natural and like her natural hair ain't nothing like my four Z natural hair. Girl. <laughs> Like, that's, like, normal, natural, you know, like, and then, uh, I think she was complaining about Simon Cowell, like, smoking in the studios and stuff like that, and so they fired her as a retaliation because she was so intentional about, like, inclusion and diversity, and then now NBC's like, oh, we're still talking to her about it, and I'm like, I don't know about this. So, I love the... And I I don't want to name the challenge wrong. I'm just going to say black girl hair challenge that has started because of this. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, and different Mm -hmm. people pouring out their support and showing all the different ways that we are so versatile. And so all the different ways that we can wear our hair. Mm -hmm. I love that. And um, it's very clear that Gabrielle loves it as well. She's most of, I even, I Mm -hmm. only know of the challenge because she keeps retweeting. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, it made me think, like, what do you do in this situation if ABC fires mm-hmm. you because you look too black 
and then there's a public outcry, and so now they come back along, and now when you mm-hmm. want to talk to you, like, what do you do? Because a part of me would want to say, fuck you. You didn't want me. You really don't give a shit. You're only coming to me because of public outcry. But then another part of me would be mm-hmm. saying, but this is about representation, and little girls who look like me should mm-hmm. see themselves on TV. Like, I don't even know what I would do if I were her. Like, do you do you talk to them and, and, and go back on air? And of course, going back on air would only mean I go back on air as I want to. Like, I'm not going to change my hair for you, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. Ah! First of all, it's in NBC, by the way. And I just say that because they already have issues. Like, because there is a, somebody who wrote an expose about Epstein years ago. And they like mm-hmm. hushed it, and it's partially because I think I don't know if it's Epstein or Weinstein that like brought up the shit about mm-hmm. Matt Lauer, <laughs> so they had to fire Matt Lauer. So like they already have right. their own issues, and they really have no excuse but to like shut the fuck up on this. But as you said, I would show up in my bonnet. I'd be in a moo-moo. Like, they literally Listen, would not be able to tell me anything And else. I, I do want to say, too, that Nick Cannon <laughs> tried to tell us. And I ignored him because right. it's Nick Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> but he did try to tell us, to his credit. He did try to tell right. us that the reason why he was like he said the reason why they let him go was because he was too vocal on black issues and that he was too black in his yeah. presence. So yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, cuz I think they just tried the wrong one in Gabrielle Union cuz white people love Gabrielle right. Union. Right. <laughs> and so like it's not even us right. being upset about it. I think it's the other white people that right. are mad about it. That's gonna get them right. Up. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and let's face it, who wants to be on Kavi's bad side? Okay. Right. <laughs> <Not> me. <laughs> I love that baby. <sighs> Alrighty. Well, we're going to take a second and take a break for our sponsors. Alrighty, so uh, first I want something this week. Um, you know, black people just be, we just we're the dopest fucking people I've I mean. ever met in my life. But um, so <laughs> there's an 11 year old ballerina named Charlotte Nebris. Uh, she made history as the first black lead in New York City ballets. The mm. And again, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. it. That's it. <laughs> so she is uh, starring as Marie, the young heroine of The Nutcracker. The show is Friday, which opened Friday at the New York City Ballet. And I'm just super excited for her. Um, I wanted to be a ballerina, but I started too late. In my <laughs> track, <so. laughs> you really caught me off guard. <laughs> you know, I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about that particular topic because uh, uh-huh. I I didn't know that I had the option of um, mm-hmm. taking classes like that 
as a little black girl coming yeah. from where we come from. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I was, if I have a daughter, uh, two or three years old, she's going to be in dance classes. <laughs> yeah. I will say that to my parents' credit, if I had asked, I'm quite sure that they would have, you know, made it happen because they made whatever happened that I asked for, but I didn't know that I could ask. I didn't know those opportunities existed. And they did, by the way, but I didn't know that. Yeah. And, um, and so I think that this story is just so important for little girls to see themselves. I think my irritation, because I did do dance classes, but my irritation was like it was a combo class. So it was ballet, modern dance, and tap dance. I didn't like modern <laughs> dance. <laughs> like, I loved ballet. I loved like the form of it. I loved tap dance, but I hated modern dance. And I felt like it was way too much. And to the point where like nowadays I'm looking for like tap dances for adults only. Like, I don't want to do modern dance. I just don't. <laughs> but um, that's all there is. But a uh, special shout out because um, Nebris is also a middle child. And, you know, us middle childs, we have to work hard to show up. Joy, you are not a middle child. <laughs> I mean, in the grand sense of things, I'm not the oldest or the youngest. No, 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 so no. You're child. the knee baby, which is like almost the baby. I am not going to let you get away with that one. No, no, no. I would no, no, say no. that I think I do a lot of things to listen stand out as someone, because at the end of the day, as I'm someone a who has studied section, uh, <laughs> I have studied the phenomenon of the oldest child, the middle child, and the baby. I'm gonna tell you where you fit in. <laughs> you are not a middle child. <laughs> Fine. But you are a child um, and a big family with a lot of siblings. And so, yes, you did have to yeah. make a little noise. I do a lot. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, so congratulations, um, Charlotte. And, you know, show up and show up. We can't wait to see you do I amazing I do want to things. point out that she specifically said uh, when an interviewer asked her a question about singing Misty Copeland and then realizing that seeing Misty Copeland was what made her realize that she too can do this. And once again, just Mm -hmm. reiterating that representation is important. Kind of doubling back, (laughs) dipping back into television a little bit. (laughs) I know a lot of people, non-black people, uh, the problem that they're having with the Watchmen is that Watchmen is focusing a lot on racism and uh, the effects, the systemic effects that racism has. And one thing that they point out mm-hmm. in the show is the importance of representation. And that because mm-hmm. Angela saw someone who looked like her, then she knew she could do this thing. That shit is important. Mm-hmm. And when you're white and the world looks like you, or the world doesn't look like you, the world looks more like me. But when on television looks like you, mm-hmm. you know, you don't understand the gravity of it all. But I thought that was really important that she pointed that out, that seeing Misty Copeland is what made her realize that, oh, I can do that too. Like, it's important. 
Yeah, and <coughs> even like when it comes to careers, I work in a well, I used to work in an industry where it was very light mm-hmm. on black people. And you know, like it's one of those things where we just have to go back to our communities and be like, Hey, this was a career option that I chose and this yeah. is why. Just because like they don't they know teachers, they know doctors, <laughs> you know, like maybe a pharmacist, but they don't know past that like the opportunities and there are. You know and what? So it's important to be able to like reach back and talk to people. They may them. know, and I, that was something that I was gonna say too, because even in my field, you know, you may think that it's a lot of us because when you think about our mm-hmm. circle being educated black women, mm-hmm. there are a lot of us, but it's really not. And so, mm-hmm. our children will go a lifetime not knowing, can go their whole career their whole childhood not knowing a black teacher not knowing a black doctor not knowing Mm -hmm. i mean representation matters not knowing that these people are out there you have so many you have communities like the community where i work is like almost 50 50 and Mm -hmm. those kids don't know the concept of a black doctor I can count on one hand and have Mm. fingers left over of the black teachers in that district have several fingers left Mm. over. I I, seriously (laughs) like the businesses that are there, even the recording studio, (laughs) like representation matters. It, it matters. And when you see yourself portrayed as one thing, that that it has an effect. Yeah, like athletes. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. So especially, especially as someone who's like left the state, I think it's important for us to come back and be like, "Hey, this is a career option for you. If you like this, you're interested in this. This is something you could do." And it really so. is because I wouldn't have known. I mean, I don't know. Probably in high school, like if because I still don't fully know what you do. But, like, in high school, I probably would have been like, oh, that's a businesswoman. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have, like, you know, I, I get so aggravated yeah. when I think about careers such as, like, a speechwriter. When you think about how presidents and other politicians have speechwriters. I had no mm-hmm. idea that that was a career. When I tell you that yeah. I wrote, everybody's speech in high school for we used to have uh the (laughs) academic achievement banquet and if you were a consecutive achiever meaning you've been invited to the banquet for all four years of high school you get to give a speech i wrote everybody's speech starting from me being in the ninth grade because i had friends who were seniors i wrote everybody's speech for them i'm still mad to this day that my best friend who was a year older (laughs) than me that's the best fucking speech i ever wrote and my this isn't even as good as hers that I had to, that I wrote for myself. I'm still mad to this day that I gave her the best speech, but I had no idea that you could have a career <laughs> as a speechwriter. Like I, I had no idea. Right. So you're right. It is important. <laughs> it's important to get back out there and just let kids know that hey, this career exists. You, you ain't gotta play basketball. Right. Um. <laughs> 
And two can play that game. Vanessa Williams was an advertising exec, but she was 30. And I was like, you don't ever reach that level at 30. Okay. <laughs> it's wrong. It's an incorrect <laughs> expectation. <laughs> but alas. Alrighty. So we're going to move along to our poor life decision. Okay. So uh, this week we wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about perfectionism. Um, I think in the ways of perfectionism, how it affects me, it's like I what I imagine things in such a great way that I'm like, oh, I can't do that, and then I give up, and I'm uh-huh. like, wait. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think a lot of us are like yeah. that. But um, just wanted to talk about ways to manage that perfectionism so that we can improve and be successful um not being a perfectionist is something i really like about myself that's what the writer said she said my just go attitude has made sure i haven't held back from saying yes to intimidating opportunities like writing columns starting a business authoring a book and generally throwing my hat in the ring whenever there's something i see out in the world that i like to be a part of And part of it is I do do all of that. (laughs) Like, I'm very much like, okay, yeah, let's go. Yeah. But that really is is annoying. (laughs) But there's a lot of things that I just like, at the end of the day, like, once I do get past, like, the initial thrill of that, I'm like, oh, this sucks. I can't do it anymore. (laughs) Um,. But they say, I don't think you have to be perfect to still be pretty darn good. Of course, this attitude has taken years of self-help and working on my confidence, folks. I know perfectionism is paralyzing for many people. Uh, Recently, I was talking with my friend Petra, a happiness expert. She highlighted some scary truths about perfection, and that's what we're going to go over today. Um, the first scary truth about perfectionism is forget the lie or how to help us deal with it is forget the lie that perfection (coughs) equals success. So a lot of people really do never start because they're like, if it's not perfect enough, I'm not going to be guilty as charged. (laughs) (laughs) And then here we are for the podcast. I mean, I have often said if it wasn't for doing it. This is enough cause to self-evaluate. What if your perfectionism isn't making you more successful, it's actually holding you back? What might you become if you learn to let it go? (laughs) And especially as black women, I think this is something we deal with on a regular basis. It's like, if we don't hit it out the park, we're just like, uh, no. Sorry, we can't do it. So, I'm Um, like... Because personally don't see myself as a perfectionist but a lot of these Mm -hmm. things do pertain to me so I don't know what to do with that Mm -hmm. because I definitely (laughs) I mean I don't I don't even try things that I don't foresee me being successful like if I don't see me being successful at something I don't even try it yeah (laughs) it's like why (laughs) um (laughs) yeah so 
Um, in this section, they're talking about how perfectionists take way fewer mm-hmm. risks than other people due to fear that something yep. might go wrong. And in this case, I'm probably not a perfectionist, but I will say that I don't sustain things if I see that it's not going as I thought it would. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think you're pretty good so. at like trying new things and jumping out there. Yeah, but keeping up with it is where I struggle. (laughs) So, next up, acknowledge that people don't really admire perfectionists. Put simply, we don't relate to perfect because perfect doesn't exist. But when we're surrounded by what feels like perfection, it's easily easy to feel pressure to live up to unrealistic expectations. So, um... Even when it comes to, like, this whole podcast thing, it's, like, a lot of times people be like, oh, yeah, we got, like, $50,000. And I'm like, should I stop? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but a lot of times they've had years of the game, you know, and they haven't, like, slapped podcast systems three times. And uh, I was about counting. to say, has it, has it only been three? Because... <laughs> yeah, it's been three. But, I thought know, it was way more. It's hard to keep your <laughs> metrics together. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they talk about anyone have a friend who inspires that pressure. Um, I worry if I'm bringing the right wine or flowers to her house or I'm thinking, should I be using a coaster? Is it rude if I'm the first person to tuck into the cheese platter? And man, is my H&M dress going to be a little bit shabby at her dinner party with these fancy friends? Honestly, at this point in my life, I'm realizing that, like, I just aim to be in the middle. <laughs> I don't aim to be the best stressed person. I aim to be the best, you know, worst stressed person. I just try to be in the middle, just looking I think decent. that this is why, <laughs> I think this is why I don't see myself as a perfectionist. Because to me, right. I don't try to be perfect. I don't, right. I mean, you know, so I... Like, it's like, this is why I don't see myself as a perfectionist, but there's so many of these points, of these points, that, like, <laughs> really do hit me, so it's like, well, damn. Right. <laughs> but, but like, I right. don't strive for perfect, <laughs> and I realize perfect doesn't exist, but I also feel like, you know, shit, if you do something, you need to put quality shit out there, like... <laughs> Maybe the right word for you is like excelism. So you want to excel at most of what you do. It might not be perfect, but it has to be like. I love it. Look at Dorian. (laughs) You know me. (laughs) No words. Uh, (laughs) uh, Next up, remember that perfection isn't power. This one really resonated with me as a coach and never connected with it as perfectionism before. Perfection, like any fear, lives in a state of disconnect, as it's always trying to stay one step ahead of any potential mistake. That's the most powerless way to live. And that one kind of got me, because I really do pride myself in being better than most people. (laughs) This is true. I like it. It's just... It's it's where I shine. (laughs) I just like being better than people. (laughs) I don't like, <laughs> but you know, I mean, same. Like, not. I, I don't think I'm better than people, but I. It's like I don't know. 
I don't know how to describe it because once again, I don't see myself as a perfectionist, but I don't want to put things out there if it's going to be riddled with mistakes. I don't like making mistakes. Right. And it's like, yeah. And I realize that people say that's how you learn, but that's bogus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think early on in my career, because I would send a lot of email marketing out. And if there was a mistake, it was devastating to me. Like, I was, I'm still upset about emails I sent out in, like, 2016 or 2015, and it's 2019. <laughs> and there's nothing they could do to fix it. You know what? It's so funny but... for me, like, in my career, like what you're saying, when it comes to my peers with things, I will mm-hmm. dwell on mistakes. But when it comes to mm-hmm. my clients or those that I serve, I mm-hmm. I move with a try it and let's see method. And if it doesn't work, we can always come back to the drawing board. I do think I do think that is in large part to my wonderful professors at Mississippi State University who drilled that into my head mm-hmm. that it's like trial and error. And it's like, hey, don't be afraid to try new things. And if it doesn't work, you can start over again. And so in yeah. that aspect, I'm okay. But when it comes to my peers, I'm, I am the same. I will dwell on the fact that I sent an email and I put... T-H-E-R-E instead of T-H-E-I-R. And it's like, oh, that kind of thing, I'm dumb. <laughs> right. And I saw it just as I had said. <laughs> it's like, pull right. the cord. Pull the cord. That'll stop it. <laughs> That's when I messaged you earlier. I think I used around here. And I was like, oh, no. I didn't even pay attention. <laughs> but, I don't uh, pay attention to those kind of I'm things. such a hard ass. Friends. You know what I mean? Oh, I pay attention for everybody. Yes, <laughs> going in <does>. Okay, so. <laughs> next up, perfection or your self-worth are not connected. I'm going uh, to sit in the corner and, and cry ourselves. during this section. <laughs> to love and value ourselves requires owning all of ourselves. The good, the great, and the not-so-wonderful, Petra says. Uh, perfection looks at our faults and flaws with a sense of disdain and keeps us from building self-acceptance and embracing our true self. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so part of this, I think, is also the way I was raised. You know, I was raised to be like, okay, we're this family and we're good at all these things. And so you also had to be good at all these things. And so <laughs> when I fell short of any of that, I felt like, oh, I suck. <laughs> I'm just the worst one, you know? So I think that's something I grapple with as an adult. And I'm like, okay, girl, yeah, you're not the bomb diggity at this, but you can get, you know, you can work towards it. And that doesn't mean that you're not a good person yeah. or you're not, you know, worthy of love and acceptance um, from yourself. <laughs> I do want to take a moment with that one and just say kudos to probably my granny, most of all, but my family, you know, I come from a family where excelling is expected. And uh, 
you know, specifically my mom's side of the family where everybody, everybody gets a degree. It's not a big deal. That's what you're supposed to do. Everybody gets graduate degrees. It's not a big deal. That's what you're supposed to do. But at the same time, while this standard was raised for me, um, mm-hmm. nobody ever really came down really hard on me. Nobody was ever harder on yeah. me than I was on myself. And my yeah. my mom and my dad, for sure, sh- my mom and my dad were always like, you have got to calm down. <laughs> they were like, it is, I mean, I got upset with my parents for not getting upset with me when I got a bad grade. (laughs) And they were like, (laughs) and when I say parents, I mean my mom, my dad, and my granny. Because all three of them were like, there is nothing we can say that's worse than what you are doing to yourself. (laughs) Like, (laughs) we don't have to. (laughs) And also, my granny my grand, listen. Everybody who listens to the show knows that my granny is my biggest, my biggest champion. But growing up, that I mean, that was the case. But she was also like really, she demonstrated a lot of tough love with me growing up, and I appreciate it because my mm-hmm. mom and my dad act like I hung the moon and the stars. So one thing that granny always was like, anytime I even thought I was gonna feel proud of something. This sounds bad, but it's really not. But she would always be like, you're not better than anybody else. You're not... Mm-hmm. <laughs> she would always be like, you're not as smart as you think you are. You're not as pretty as you think you are. And it sounds bad, but y'all, it really wasn't bad. Yeah. It, because, listen, I'm telling you, my mom and my dad act like I I was perfect. And she was trying to keep me from having a big head. And I appreciate that mm-hmm. when you put it into this kind of scope because it reminds me mm-hmm. that I don't have to excel to be loved. I don't have to excel for my self-worth. And like you said, Doyen, especially when you come from a family where everybody does this, it's natural to mm-hmm. want to, you know, it's natural to feel like you have to compete. It's natural to feel like you have to perform at a certain level but it feels good when family reassures you that girl no <laughs> you know yeah even like because when i was a state i because i went to all the engineering camps and things like that so i was like oh i have to be an engineer oh i have to be an engineer i made myself so miserable <laughs> <laughs> like i was struggling so much at these math classes and then I finally just moved to marketing, and that was where I shone, and my grades were better. And my dad was so much happier with me because he was like, this is where yeah. you're supposed to be, and you're doing well at it. And I was like, wait, <laughs> like <laughs> I've been putting all this pressure <laughs> on myself, <laughs> and you're not even upset that I'm not an engineer because most of my siblings ahead of me right. have been engineers, so... It's, it's interesting the the work we do even like based on our parents they they try to do their best but the things we do to ourselves to like interpret yes. what they expect yes. out of us and then it ends up not even being as bad as I really <laughs> encourage our listeners to read this article because 
It is so, yeah. like I said, I cannot say it enough times. I never considered myself a perfectionist, but so many of these things do apply. And I think it's important that we recognize these traits in ourselves and break them down. Yeah. I've always considered Christian <laughs> I drink box wine. And so, (laughs) the last one. Uh, Much as Instagram may make it feel that way, perfection isn't normal. Uh, Perfection has come to feel like the new normal is a personal aspiration. We want to rear the perfect child, learn the perfect job, score the perfect relationship, rock the perfect body, flaunt perfect skin. So, where does it end? It doesn't. There's nothing normal, even rational, about thinking this way. The normalization of perfection, when you consider it even for a moment, is alarming. Honestly, I've gotten better at, like, checking, like, my Instagram thoughts. I'm like, yeah, they look good now, but (laughs) how did they look four seconds before the picture was taken? (laughs) You know, like, and so I think I have, A, kind of, like, reduced my idealization of social media content as well as like sometimes when I do start to go down that um you know that tunnel I'll just go you know read a book or an article or something else where like it's more productive for my being than just being on social media I agree I I honestly never thought social media specifically Instagram affected me because when I think of like body mm-hmm. image or even I always kind of knew in my head people post their ups, you know, but yeah, the more I thought about it after reading this, I thought there definitely have been times it's like it's people that I know it doesn't apply to people that I don't know mm-hmm. who I follow. It doesn't apply to celebrities, but people that I know and they mm-hmm. appear to be living this great life. And I think, wow. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm here, mm. you're there, hmm. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, right. don't let that, and, and we do have a couple of episodes, if you guys want to go back and re-listen, talking about, you know, managing mm-hmm. being online, being on social media, and just dealing with mm, all those images and all everything that you see on social media and how it affects you, even when you don't think it does, because I really didn't think it did. Yeah. Even, like, sometimes I just think about just a greater sense of things. So somebody would post their cute baby, and I'm like, well, they were nauseous for three months. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't really want to be pregnant like that. So. That is an awesome way yeah. to look at it. Right, it really helps base my expectations. I'm like, the baby's cute now, but they were towing up for three months. <laughs> and I don't want that at this moment. I hate throwing up. <laughs> so, uh, we'll definitely post this article in the episode notes. But for now, we're going to move on to our favorite part of the pod, the buy you a drink. You go first. 
<laughs> okay, so <laughs> this is really basic because I like food. <laughs> so I am buying a drink for charcuterie, which is basically normalized. <laughs> It's normalizing Lunchables for us as adults. I love a good charcuterie! <laughs> Especially with some good cheeses, even though I'm lactose intolerant, bless it. <laughs> and then some good meats. The little pepperonis, they make me happy. <laughs> and it's like, tis the charcuterie board season. <laughs> so I just want to say that I have not mastered the perfect charcuterie board. Um, but what I do enjoy at my own home mm-hmm. are those Pepperidge Farm. <laughs> I call them adult <laughs> launchable. And all you need to do is buy a jar of olives Same. to go with them and just arrange them. <laughs> it's so good! I bought like the little, you know, like the cheese wheel yes! company. They made, like, some unrollable ones, like, so it's long. Yeah, and then I bought, like, pepperoni mm. slices, and I'm just eating it. I'm like, you can't even call this it's, charcuterie it's, board. It's charcuterie. It's charcuterie. <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> it, is, it is the charcuterie. It is, like, <laughs> the best charcuterie board I had was at a casino, which I know, right? And I don't even like casinos, but I was there yeah. for a conference. And it had smoked sausages included with the prosciutto mm. and the pepperoni and the cheese. Oh. First of all, I will buy a block of cheese and just eat that shit. Okay? Mind you, I'm constipated all the time, but it doesn't matter. I will eat that shit. That was the best charcuterie I ever had. And Doyen, thank you. Just thank you, because <laughs> I didn't even think about how much I love charcuterie. <laughs> so who are you um, buying a drink for? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> so, first of all, I want to start this out by saying I am very full of Merlot right now, okay? <laughs> I am going to try my best not to cry. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, bear with me. I am going to um, offer up a prayer and a round of drinks for um, my friends and family and my hometown. I am not going to cry. Yeah, I am not going to cry on every fucking episode of this goddamn show okay that is not what poor life decisions is about although it kind of is <laughs> um you know i just want to offer up a prayer to families and a drink because drinks are needed sometimes um dealing with loss so close to the holidays um I just in a just to be completely transparent because you know, even though I don't tell y'all all of my business, I do feel like y'all are family and I love y'all. I've literally been in the bed uh for an entire week. Uh, Thursday was the only day. Of course, Thursday because it was Thanksgiving. 
I did get up and put on clothes and I went home and I was home all day and I was with my cousins, which was great because a part of why I was able to even make it through Thanksgiving <laughs> was because I knew that after I finished with my mom's family, that I could go get with my cousins on my dad's side and get fucked up. And that was exactly what I needed at the time. <laughs> and yeah, so today was pretty much the first day that I've been out of bed and functional. Um, I just want to send up that prayer for anybody dealing with loss close to the holidays. Whether you lost your loved one close to the holiday or not, anytime you have a moment of, um, you know, special occasions or holidays, of course, it's going to make you think about your loved ones. And, um, you know... I just want to offer a prayer and say, we'll get through this. It's life. It happens. And it'll be okay. And, you know, it's just a reminder to not get caught up in little shit. To Mm -hmm. love one another and to um, give everybody grace. Because you never, I mean, we say this all the time. People say this all the time even though they don't live by it. But you never know what the next person is dealing with. And don't have silly, you know, shit going on because you literally don't know if that person is going to be here the next day or not. So I feel like, you know, I lost two friends within three days of each other and three friends within two months of each other. And that's a lot. And in the words of my great-grandmother, when you can't say anything else, you just say, Lord, have mercy. And he knows where to issue out that mercy. (laughs) When you don't know what else to say, we don't know what else to ask for, just say, Lord, have mercy. And he knows what to do. And that's it, because now I've gotten sappy. So doing and tell people um, how to reach us and how to talk to us. Before we do that, today, today, the day that we're recording is actually oh, favorite yes, segment, aka friend of the pod. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> we want to send all the yes, birthday love and light and drinks. To we want to send a whole round of drinks to Becca. Um, like the bad bitch um, birthday song is playing in my head, but I can't sing it right now because the words aren't coming to me. So, anyway, happy birthday! We're, yeah, we're celebrating right the whole week, the whole month, really. Honestly, um, <laughs> we just want to celebrate her because she is one of my dear friends from high school. Yes, so, yes. you know. We love her. And she literally is, like, (laughs) one of our favorite humans ever. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're going to move on to, yeah, how you can find us. We are on Twitter. It's PLDPod. Um, Chris keeps it lit on the tweets. I just come in with the (laughs) drive-bys. Um, we're on Instagram, it's Poor Life Decision, one decision, because we're changing them one at a time, and sometimes we have to double back to them, but we're going to get through it. It's almost time to do another sleep episode. I mean, you know I'm down. (laughs) 
We're also on Etsy's Poor Life Decision. I promise y'all, I'm working on some stuff and when it gets there, it's going to be lit. Um, and always email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. We would love to know who you want to buy a drink for. We'll definitely read it out on the podcast. Um, if you have, like, you know, a friend's birthday, you know, like, a, you know, a a future baby daddy birthday, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever you want to list, just let us know. We'll definitely read it out. Oh, doing it. Also, tell us what you want to talk about, like any poor life decisions that you want to discuss, apart from sleeping that again, because we're going to have to talk um, about that. Speaking of future baby daddies, <laughs> do you know that somebody got on Beyonce's mm-hmm. internet and said that Trevante Rose wasn't fine? How? Exactly! <laughs> I was like, Where? Where? Right. (laughs) What in the William Lynch (laughs) letter? (laughs) That little boy, because to me he is a little boy, (laughs) can come and shoot up the club over here anytime. Anytime. (laughs) Listen, we would have Project Twins and I wouldn't even be mad. I wouldn't even be mad. I love that. I have never heard of Project Twins. No, it's like Irish twins. I I love it. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna stop saying Irish twins and start saying Project Twins. (laughs) (laughs) And I do want to reiterate: check us out on Etsy. Perfect stocking stuffers. Perfect stocking stuffers. And you know how it is when you have like coworkers and you don't know what to buy them. Our poll, our shit. Again, I'm full of Merlot. Our poor life decision <laughs> mug is perfect for your coworker. Okay, I'm just telling you, it is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Becky with the lime vodka cooler. <laughs> she needs it. <laughs> Remind me to not drink wine again on the show. <laughs> I I'm telling you, red wine too. It will have you your emotions. I'm gonna drink some sweet ass Moscato. <laughs> Not on this podcast. I'm gonna drink some sweet ass <laughs> Anyway, um, and we are adults, <laughs> and that is a dessert wine. Okay, guys. Anyway, again, we thank you all, uh, once again for tuning in. We just hope that we brought some. We we hope we brought some clarity to your week. I, for one, hope that I gave you an opportunity to cry and release, and then, you know what, laugh and cackle with us. Um, And go to hell, Ole Miss. (laughs) I love how every time I see the acronym, I automatically read it as go to hell, Ole Miss. Like, I don't even read the G-T-A. I read go to hell, Ole Miss. I also do the same thing for that school up north. Like, I don't even read the acronym. I automatically. (laughs) And I'm also proud to be from a family. Well, actually, I'm from an HBCU family. But if they're going to support a white school, it's it's Mississippi State. So I'm proud of that. (laughs) Hell State. State. Egg Bowl. (laughs) Know it. All right. Well, have a we good love night, y'all. Or day. I don't know what y'all are <laughs> Yeah, have a good day. Good night. We Whatever. We love y'all.
Use your sunscreen. Bye. Down like a best friend and two homies in a gang. When you cry, I wanna feel your pain. No secrets, no games, all excitement.